Well, good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is Brent Riley, lead student ministry, and I get to share this evening with you. Uh, we get to celebrate Maundy Thursday together as we uh, kick off the weekend of Easter celebrations, and it's just it's just great to be here together and, and share in community. I know some of you were able to enjoy the meal that we just had uh, prior to service, some great handballs and potatoes and green beans. And for those of you that haven't eaten dinner yet, I'm sorry, uh, but maybe that sounds really good. Uh, anyways... I think it's really important that uh, as we look at this story, uh, as the children read in Scripture, that we think about what it means for us. Every time we gather together, we believe that uh, God's Word is speaking to us and in, into our lives, and want it to shape and form how we live. And so uh, we, we're going to discover what the, the Last Supper kind of means for our life. But before we do that, I always like to help students connect a little bit, and I, I feel like this would just be a good way to, to make sure we're all on the same page. If you were to have your Last Supper... What would you make? What would you eat? So you probably have an idea in your head. So go ahead and turn to your neighbors and share with them, like, what would it be that you would eat at your last supper? What would be that meal? Go ahead. I'll give you, like, 30 seconds. All right. So how many of you said bread and wine? Right. No, I, I would imagine most of us maybe shared our favorite meal. Some of us might have simply said, what, I don't care what I eat, just some food, right? You may not have had a specific meal that you would go to. Um, but the reality is, we all have the opportunity to share meals together. And the Last Supper message that, that we hear, one, I mean, throughout our journey of faith, uh, but definitely once, once a year when we celebrate Monday Thursday, uh, we're reminded that that's what Jesus was doing. He was sharing a meal with his disciples. And yeah, they, they had bread and wine at their meal, but but really, uh, it's not just about the bread and the wine. It's about sharing a meal together. And so we share meals together in life, whether it's with our friends or family members. Uh, for students, you share a meal every day with your classmates, your peers. Uh, we, we may have events that we go to that we get to share meals together. But, but really, uh, when we share meals, I mean, oftentimes it's, there's a few things that come to focus. Like we love food. We love conversation. And, and sometimes we just simply love being near people and next to people and sharing in that time. And we love experiences and, and what happens during that time. And so I would say, you know, for, for most of us in our experiences, uh, we have different things that we learn and talk about and share with one another. And, and I, I wanted to set the tone for tonight because we're, we're in this message series, The Jesus Run, has been taking us through the book of Matthew and will lead us into this weekend as we look at Jesus' life and, and the, the experiences he had and the, and the time that he shared with his disciples and, and the people that he, he shared his great message with. And so as we walk through this, uh, one of the, the main opportunities we have is to say, what does this mean for our life? And, you know, it may be partially because when Pastor Mike puts the preaching schedule together, he gives titles to sermons that, that I was drawn specifically to the words, take and eat this in the, in the Bible reading you heard. But it also is something that's been speaking to me more and more is sharing experiences of meals with others. And uh, we, we've been not only walking through this message here, he's looking at Jesus' life, we've also been thinking about this theme throughout the year. What does it mean to be on a mission as a church? And we take this from Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that we are called to go to the ends of the earth. We, there is a power that Jesus is leaving for us, an advocate for us to walk with us and experience this journey in us for eternity. And this power leads us to a place of being on a mission, to look to the ends of the earth. And so I, I've been 
walking through this conversation with students on Wednesday nights, kind of set up the year to say, what does it really mean to be on a mission? Because we can read uh, the words of Scripture, but sometimes that's not enough. Actually asking what it means to be on a mission is like, how do we bring this to life? And so that's been what we've been doing with students for the first couple of months. And oh, hi, Gabrielle. Hi. You got pizza? Oh, I'm so excited. Welcome. Welcome to my home and to the table. I'm excited. Don't eat that yet, though. Are, others are coming, right? Okay. Why don't you, yeah, why don't you check to see where they're at? I'll, uh, I'll get back to you soon, okay? If you need anything, let me know. But as we've been walking through with students on this journey of what it means to be on a mission, we've been helping them see that what we learn is not just about what's good for us. It's about what, what's good for the world. The world is in need of the mission that God has given his church. And so you may see this in the stairwells. There's a big sign that says, be on a mission. And there's one just inside the lower level entrance. And, and this is a sign that's been put up as a reminder, not just for students, but for everyone. Because if we're called to be on a mission, sometimes we just need to be reminded on it. We believe that what God speaks into our lives here and now equips us to go out and to be on a mission. And so we're going to look at what the words take and eat mean for being on a mission. Jesus' meal that he shared with his disciples in the Last Supper doesn't just represent a meal. It represents the mission that God calls us to. And so Acts chapter 1 verse 8 kind of highlights the, the reality that God has called us to be on a mission. But then if we fast forward into the second chapter of Acts, this is when the Holy Spirit actually comes in to the lives of the believers who are gathering together. And, and what I love about this story in chapter 2 is it, it evolves into thousands of believers being baptized. And what I, what I think that God is teaching us in the message of Acts is that he gives us a model, a, a picture of what it looks like to be the church. So if you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to open to Acts chapter 2. And we'll be reading from verse 42 to 47. The, the subheading is the believers form a community. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place, shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship. You see, sharing a meal together is a part of what we're called to do as a church. And yeah, we, we have meals together like we did tonight. We're going to have a meal on Saturday uh, during the extravaganza. If you, if you want to come and join us for worship on Saturday for Easter services, we invite you to come and share. And there's meals throughout the week that help meet the people's needs of being hungry and community. Oh, hey, ladies. How are you doing? Another pizza? Yeah. You can never have too much pizza. What kind did you bring? Ooh, cheese, yeah. How's the day been? Good. Are you excited to be here for a meal? We've got a couple more coming, right, at least? I think so. Okay, yeah, check in on them. I'll get back to you. So I say that, and in, in we think about this idea of sharing a meal together. We, we all have the opportunity to share a meal together, and there is a mission that God is calling us to in this meal. And the meal that we talk about often, the communion meal, 
is something that, that isn't just for Jesus' time. It isn't just something that's a, a tradition of the Jewish faith. It's something that we practice together. And, and when I say that, it's not about the practice of it. It's actually about the experience that, that God's created for us. And so sharing a meal together is, is at the core of what community looks like. And I think what, what God draws into our view is that the aim of the Lord is to add to fellowship. Like if we were going we to ask what our mission is, it's, it's to add to our fellowship, to bring more people in. And one of the easiest ways that we can invite people into our lives and share our life with others is to share a meal with them. Because everyone likes to eat. I mean, come on. How many of you are excited for your meal this weekend? Are you going to have an Easter like brunch or Easter dinner, right? Some of you are really excited. Some of you are like, I don't even know what we're going to have yet. And that's okay. There's pizza at Casey's, I'm sure. But, but I think the, the reality is we, we talk about food a lot and we look at food a lot in the sense of our daily life. We need it to sustain life. And sometimes we forget that there's maybe even something more that God is teaching us through the meals that we share with people. So it may be that we gather for the Lord's Supper. That might be the focus as we heard in the, in the story that that's one of the reasons we gather this night to celebrate the new covenant through the meal in which Jesus served his disciples. But I think there's something bigger. There's, there's a purpose in this meal that goes beyond just the bread and the wine. Sometimes we wonder, like, what are we actually doing with the bread and wine? Hey, another friend! Hey guys. Welcome to my home. So glad you're here. What'd you bring? Um, some Girl Scout cookies that are for me. And- for you? <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were supposed to share... Share it with those that are in need of Samoas. And cheese balls, yes. Those are the best. Okay, so we have, we have a couple more seats. Is anyone else coming? Okay, there, we got guys are late, naturally. So we, when we talk about the meal, some of us are just simply wondering, like, why bread and wine? What, what, are, we, what are we actually doing when we are receiving this gift that God has given us? And so I was, doing, you know, I was doing a little preparation, thinking about what, what, God, what are you speaking to me about this to share? Because really sometimes like, it, can just be a, it can be somewhat just an act that we do. We don't actually invite God into it. It's something we go through the motions with. It can be very easily become that in our journey of faith. And the hope is that we don't because there is actually something that, that these elements point to. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it kind of helps ask some questions. And I wonder if these, how you would respond to these questions. Because Paul's teaching the people of Corinth about idolatry and the lessons that he's learned when it comes to what this meal is all about. Uh-oh. Here comes another friend. Andrew. Did you bring me a lesson or did you bring me some Mountain Dew? Yes, Mountain Dew. We got to have something to wash all this goodness down. Hey, there's a seat over here if you'd like to join. You can say hi to our friends, of course. Still John? John's late? Always. Always, okay. Well, good thing in forgiveness. So I read from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and, and again, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to just think about the questions that are being asked. So my dear friends, flee from the worship of idols. You are reasonable people. Decide for yourselves if what I am saying is true. When we bless the cup... At the Lord's table. Aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? 
And when we open a Mountain Dew, aren't we enjoying the sweet, sugary goodness? Oh, that's not in Scripture. And when we break the bread, aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? And though we are many, we are all different, and there's many of us here, and there's many of us that share in this community and that are a part of Christ's body. There are many of us, and though we are many, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. Think about the people of Israel. Weren't they united by eating the sacrifices at the altar? I mean, I think it's interesting when we look back to history and we think where this actually came from. The Passover meal is what Jesus was sharing with his disciples. And, and sometimes it's easy to forget that part of it is just at the center of the meal they were sharing is bringing them together. Bringing friends together to share a meal. And you do this often. And, and it's not just about the meal. But the meals in the community that we share is definitely important. And then we think about what is this meal all about? I mean, yes, it's sustaining life. It helps us think about the provision. I mean, the body and the blood, the body and the blood are a provision for us, a gift from God. I mean, we pray it in the Lord's Prayer that God give us our daily bread. And part of what he's teaching his disciples is that this is all he needs. Now, physically, we, we need more. We need water and we need food. But also, spiritually, this is all we need, his body and his blood. And so when I'm thinking about these words, take and eat, I mean, I'm reminded of the Last Supper, and many of you are reminded of the Last Supper too. If you haven't heard this story before, I mean, you, you heard the kids read it, and I think sometimes it's, it's a good thing to ask, what does it mean for us? And when we look at the Lord's Supper, there's, there's something that symbolizes sacrifice, right? But also other words that we use for this meal that we share together is Eucharist, which means give thanks. I mean, are, do we give thanks when we share in this meal together? Communion is another word that we often use. We celebrate communion here once a month and share it tonight together. It's unity. And I think there's a, a bigger lesson in the words of take and eat, that God is giving us something to experience together, to share together. And so how does this play into the mission that he's called us to? Uh-oh. You made it. Hey, buddy. You got ring pops? Ooh. I'm going to have one of those when I'm done. Hey, we got two seats for you. How about that? Yeah, which one do you want? Okay, so I think everyone's here, right? Okay, good. I'll be with you in a second, though. You can't eat. Oh, I said you can't. Not yet. Just wait. I'll, I'll give you the go. Yes, you can sure drink. So I, I hope you see, like, as we gather for a meal, students, the things that I learn from them, just like having conversation and when we share meals together, and I think they, they see it too and experience too, that sometimes it's just sharing life together. And so when we, when we think about a meal that we share, I wonder what it is like when you share a meal with your family, friends, colleagues, peers, coworkers, anyone. What is it that you talk about? What is it you think about? What is it that you're experiencing? Because Jesus was experiencing life with his disciples, but he was also teaching them, especially in this meal. He was teaching them the biggest news that he could ever teach them. It was an, it was an affirmation of all the things that he taught them before. And so when we line up the meal with a mission, I'm reminded of that we are called to 
be eager to provide great hospitality. It's something that all of us are called to do. And so when we host people in our home and we invite them over for a meal and they start enjoying cookies too early, just kidding, we have the opportunity to be great hosts. We, we get to share a gift that God has given us. And it's not just about the hospitality. There's even something more. We have, we have gratitude for what has come. We, the Eucharist, we can give thanks for all the great things that have been given to us. And for many of us, we don't have to think about where we're getting our food. There are many in our community, however, that do not have the provision for food for every meal. And so we may take that for granted. And so if we do, we might forget that, that there's something that's important about the nourishment of the body and the blood for all people. And so taking and eating, for me, as I was kind of wrestling with it, and like, what does this mean for the mission we're called to, to, to be a church on a mission? And there's been a theme song that's been playing in my uh, Spotify playlist, and I, I came across it, and I was just like, this, this song is just speaking to me about these words. And I want, I'm going to play it for you, but I want you to think about what the words mean for, mean for you. Take and eat this, for this is my body, broken for you. What does that mean to you? Because the song, the song and its lyrics kind of point to something that I think community points to, that I think the meal points to. So I'm going to give you a little bit of time just to, to think about what, what, what this actually means for your life and what it means to be on a mission with it, the gift that's been given through the meal. So enjoy. The word says, for the spirit of heaviness, put on the garment of praise. That's how we fight our battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. What we're doing tonight. This is how I fight my battles. When you think you're lost It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you This is how I
This is how we fight our battles, church, with community. And I love, like, the ways in which they're just kind of sharing. I mean, I, I just wanted to give you a picture. Students find community. All of us have some sort of community, we hope and pray. That this can be your community, that you get to know people that you don't know. And I, and I have, actually have to back up a couple slides. There's a book that I read when I was in the investment business uh, called Never Eat Alone. And I was reminded of that because there's this reality, especially when you're in business, for many of you uh, that, that have to network and, and especially are in sales, need to meet new people and promote your business. One of the things that we always do is focus on ourselves and like what we're going to get out of it. I mean, it's, it's just a natural temptation. I need, to, I need to make money. I need to make the next sale. And so in the financial services industry, that's, that's what, how I started directly out of college, trying to, trying to impress people with in investment assets that what I was going to be able to provide them was going to be better than anything else. And, and the reality was I was more, in some, sometimes I was more focused on what I was going to receive out of it rather than what, I, what they would get out of it. I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily focused on the right thing. And I think oftentimes, when I, even when I eat now, I'm like, oh, that pizza, mm, that's good. You guys can start eating if you want. Right? Like, sometimes, sometimes we just focus on the food and, like, the pleasure that we gain, and we miss an opportunity in a meal to, to focus on other things. And really, Never Eat Alone is all about, like, if, you can, if you're sharing a meal with someone, you have the opportunity to, to get to know them, to learn something about them. If it's a friend, you get to ask, like, how is, how is life really going? And sometimes we don't get there over a meal. We, we miss the opportunity to ask if they need prayer or we just need the, if they just are struggling with anything that we could help with. And, and it's easy to miss the opportunity even when we are here in church receiving the communion meal that we have a mission that, it, that we're called to with it, to, to not only receive the gift, but to give the gift to others. And so one of the, there is a summary kind of highlighting some of the keynotes of this book that someone put out there. How you spend time with people matters a lot more than how much time you spend with them. So it's how you spend versus how much. Quality versus quantity. And, and meals are great and all. And I love, I love gathering with friends, and uh, Bridget and I have been spending some time uh, recently having meals with friends, and, and I think we could just focus on eating the meal and kind of superficial conversation from time to time, but the real, the real fruit comes when we dive in and just see, like, how's life really going, and share with one another what's going on, providing an opportunity to, to listen and to hear what's going on, to, to share, you know, whatever it is that we're, we're experiencing and facing life that we might also need support in. And so without that purpose and that mindset, sometimes we might miss a great opportunity to be on a mission from God, to share his great love, to share his message, and to give thanks to him. And, you know, every once in a while, um, I kind of wonder, as we're out to dinner, I mean, many of you may go out to eat, and I look around, and I, and I wonder, something that we've just created as a habit for us is to pray no matter where we're at for our meal. And sometimes it's just out of obligation, right? Like our hearts are like, okay, I'm just going to pray because it's what we do. But then sometimes it's like, I really do want to give thanks for this meal. And I, I also wonder, like, how many other people are doing that? I mean, do we see that on a regular basis? And it doesn't take much 
more than just whomever you're with saying, hey, let's pray. Is it okay to pray? And I wonder what a, a simple change like that, if we choose to do that as a body of believers, every meal we eat, what message that might be sending to the world that's in need of his great love and his care. And so there's a lot that goes on in and around our lives. There's burdens and heaviness. There's a lot of things that we carry. And I love how Michael W. Smith opened, opened his song. For the spirit of heaviness put on the garment of praise. Let's, let's say that together. For the spirit of heaviness put on the garment of praise. There are battles in our life. There are battles in this mission that we are on. We are, we are battling against a very powerful force. But we have the power. We have the strength that can be with us as we fight that battle. And, and that battle comes with great praise because we have all we need. We have all we need not only in the, the bread and the wine. We have all we need in the people that we surround ourselves with. We have access to the, the, the power of community. We have access to the, the power of a meal that points to a sacrifice that was made for us in our brokenness. And I think that, that was just something that was speaking to me through that song that there is a battle that's being fought through people who we spend time with and through the meal that has been given to us. Everything that we get allows us to fight the battle every day, whatever battle is. And there are a lot of good battles that we're fighting. There are dreams that we're chasing after, and those are great battles. In the good and the bad, no matter what, can we put on this garment of praise? And one way, I believe, take and eat is giving us the opportunity in every meal to say, thank you, Lord, for who you are. It's giving us the opportunity to say, how's it really going? Is there anything that I can be praying for? Gives us the opportunity to say, who is it that we're just going to invite over to dinner? I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I've been convicted a little bit. Bridget and I have talked about this from time to time. Like, we live in an apartment building. And it's like, who, we should invite some of our neighbors over. And we just haven't done it yet. And it's like, it's hard sometimes to meet new people. I think, you know, in current society, you know, it's maybe not as open when I remember being out in the neighborhood growing up. You might experience that in your neighborhood. But who is it that we don't know that we just want to say, hey, come over and have a meal that we can get to know? And it may not mean in that first meal that you're going to talk about the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, but it comes over time, right? It can come over time that we'd be able to get to know someone enough where we would be able to, to share that great news that we have to share. And that's what I believe this being on a mission is all about this year, is that we have something great to share, and the world's in need of this great message. And tonight, we have a lot of first communion kiddos that are going to are going to celebrate this meal together and they're going to join us in celebrating and this meal isn't just for them it's not just for us as as those that call ourselves christians it's for the whole world like we have this meal to share and i think that's what i'm reminded of as as we gather each monday thursday is that what a what a great gift this is it's very simple. Breaking bread, drinking wine, and not for the sake of worldly, but for the sake of the God who loves us so much that he sent his son to live and die for us. And so in a moment, we're going to share in this meal together. And, and I would wonder, as you receive the bread and you 
dip it in the wine, would you be willing to say, Lord, equip me with your body and your blood to be on a mission for you wherever I go? And maybe it'll encourage us to think about who are we going to invite this weekend? Because this message is for everyone. This message is for the whole world. We're called to go to the ends of the earth with this message. And so we celebrate over normal food, but we also celebrate over this food, nourishment, spiritual nourishment that comes from Christ and his body and blood. It was on the night that he was betrayed, he shared this meal with his disciples. They were gathered in this upper room, and, and some of you may think like it was part of his home, but, but the reality is maybe, maybe we look at it a little bit deeper. It was just some room. It wasn't in a church building. It was just some room that they sought out, and they were able to, it's like you're renting a space. You're just having a meal. So it wasn't anything too special from the standpoint of where they were. The food wasn't necessarily special until he made a new covenant in the food and what he gave. And so he took the bread and he gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body broken for you. And then after he gave a cup of wine, he said, take and drink this for this is my blood shed for you. And this is the mission that he was reminding of, that he, that he called them upon. And so... We gather together, we get to share in this meal together tonight, we get to commune in this meal, so...